This is a Soulfire production. Welcome to my channel. I'm your host, Christina. I'm an intuitive channel, 7D healer, business mentor, and manifestation expert. On this podcast, we discuss how to tap into your intuitive gifts, manifest the life you want, create a kick-ass business in flow, and take a holistic approach to health and wellness. Don't forget to connect with me on Instagram at ChristinaTheChannel and on my website, ChristinaTheChannel.com. Hello, friends, and welcome back to the podcast. I am really excited for today's episode. I've been wanting to do an episode about this for a few weeks now, and I have some exciting announcements with some fun changes for the podcast. I'm sure I'm not the only one feeling the, I'll say, swiftness of the energy in May. I was talking about this last night on the Channel Collective Q&A call, which was so much fun, but I was just talking about how the energy in May is like, it's like, I mean, I felt like April was kind of fire energy, but May, it just feels like fire. It feels like fast. It feels like swift changes and waking up and realizing, oh, I don't want to do that anymore. And I'm just ready to release it. It's like these sudden clear realizations and then you're ready to release it. Even though some fears pop up, it just feels more effortless than usual. So my point is, don't be surprised if this month you feel that urge, that nudge to make some big shifts, to release things, to make big change. And you're just like, I don't even know why this feels so right, but it does. And I'm going to follow it. Don't overthink it. And I will say I'm going through all kinds of changes right now. And that's one of the, the main ways I learn lessons and get information that I know I'm supposed to share with other people. So when things come up in my life, I know that either somebody's going to ask me a question about it in the future, like a client will bring it up, or I'm going through it because a big lesson is going to come through and that's something that I'm supposed to share about to help other people. And so I kind of just feel like I'm reconfiguring my whole life right now. And one of the things that has been a big factor is going back to my human design. You know, I am obsessed with human design. I just love the system so much. It has helped me in every aspect of my life, I incorporate it into my business. It's helped me with my health. It's helped so much with relationships. I just love it so much. And I also love it because there's just so much information in there. It feels like a never ending treasure trove of just understanding yourself more deeply. And I kept getting nudged to return to the fact that I'm a quad right. And it's something that I hadn't really gone as deeply into this as. I could. And if you watch my Instagram stories, you probably saw I've been talking about this a lot the last few days. Although when this comes out, it will be longer than that because it's about a week turnaround time with editing. But anyway, I got deep down a quad right rabbit hole. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, if you look at your human design chart, you can go to jovianarchive.com. You can go to my body graph. There are lots of different websites to look at. But if you look at your chart, there are four arrows around your head, either facing left or right. And there are different ways to phrase what those mean. And each arrow means something different. But overall, the way I think about it is if the arrow is facing left, 
that is more left-brained or think masculine energy. Remember, we all have both masculine and feminine energy. It has nothing to do with gender or sex, but you can think, you know, masculine energy is is a bit more structured, logical, linear, goal-oriented. So if the arrow is facing left, it's that type of energy. And if the arrow is facing right, it's more right-brained. It's more feminine energy. It's more flow, less structured, more intuitive. And those arrows are just so helpful to dive into because you can start to figure out, you know, just how, how you're designed to really move through your day and and your routine or lack thereof, how you best process information. If you are a specific manifester or a non-specific manifester, how you best digest, you know, with eating, super helpful. But the point is, I am quad right, which means all of my arrows are facing right. And when I first learned about human design and learned what that meant, I I think that was one of the most surprising things for me. And I kind of, I don't know. I mean, I guess I just didn't go that deeply into it, probably because I knew, oh, I really don't live like that. And it has been a process for me over time to, you know, unravel a lot of the ways that I was living out of alignment. And that's one of the reasons why I just love human design so much, because it's helped me realize so many ways that I wasn't really being myself and rather was trying to fit in the structure that I was told I should follow and following a certain type of path. Anyway, human design has been a huge part of my journey. I always go back to it and find more information out about myself. I utilize that clients. I think it's so important for everyone, honestly. It's just such a helpful tool. And I've learned about human design through Victoria Jane. She's been on the podcast a few times before. She is incredible. I went through her human design coaching certification and I can't recommend it enough. So check her out if you are looking to learn a lot more about human design and reading charts, incorporating that with clients. Her handle is victoriajane.hd. So just thought I'd give her a shout out. But anyway, I I mean, this literally happened to me like in the middle of the night and my guides were like, look up quad right. And then it brought me to this website that was essentially uh, somebody had like typed out bullet points of a bunch of lectures on quad rights. And I'm reading this and I'm like, holy shit, this explains my whole life. And it just put in words all of these things about me that I know, but I didn't necessarily fully connect to it being my quad right. And you know what? I'll actually post that link in the community forum, in the private community forum, um, which is free if you're not already a member. Just go to christinathechannel.com slash membership and join the forum there. I'm just going to post it in there because I've gotten a bunch of messages of other people who are quad right being like, oh my gosh, that helped me so much. So in case you want that link to the uh, website, I will post it there. But some of the key nuggets for me is just understanding that as a quad right person, it's like I'm taking in everything all the time and I don't even know what I'm taking in. And I often feel like I'm not absorbing it. But then when people ask me questions, it pulls it out of me and I don't even know like how I know it or (laughs) where it's from. And I'm not really designed to focus on a specific thing. And for me, that that explains so much for me around why I struggled so much in school. I was a really, really good student but it was really difficult for me. I had a hard time. I had a hard time because I felt like nothing was really sticking. And now I understand it kind of was just in a different way. And and then I would always be such a great test taker. And I didn't even know how I knew all of these things. It was because it was absorbing, but I wasn't focused on it. 
Anyway, that just explained a lot about me and also why I do really well in in conversation style settings, why I really thrive in Q&A type settings. And it's been something that I've you know kind of brought up to my team for a while now. I'm like, I just want my whole business to be structured around Q&As. Like, I love when you guys send in questions. I love when you ask questions. I really like to create content that is based on questions I've I've received. It's just how I kind of pull the information out of me. And something that kept coming up in the article was saying like, quad rights don't even know everything that they know until somebody asks them and then it just comes out. So yeah, it was just really cool to see that. And also just around the structure and life. And I think about, this is something that I've considered a lot with like morning routines and exercise routines and, and eating and, and how I adjusted a lot of that because learning that I'm quad right. I'm like, well, let's try this out. Let's see if I feel better just without any structure because I'm really designed to like live fully in flow and not have structure and just let it, let it go as it needs to. And I feel that pressure and I, I've never been able to describe why, but whenever I am locked into things, you know, I'm a huge planner and scheduler and that helps me create so much time. But at the same time, there are certain things when I'm locked into things regularly and far in advance it kind of gives me this this feeling of paralysis. And so, you know, in this article, they're talking about, well, they were notes. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) On this website, talking about how quad rights might even have health issues if they try and structure themselves too much. Like they're really meant to just go with the flow and anywhere where they are trying to fit into strategy, it's just like suffocating and it doesn't work. And there was a line in there that made me laugh so hard. Wait, I'm going to find it. Okay. It says, rightness is like, they mean like being a quad, right? Is like driving a car on LSD. If you think about it, you crash. If you just look out the window, you get wherever you're going. (laughs) I was like, it's so, oh my God. I mean, I've never driven a car on LSD. I've never, never taken LSD, but I think that gets a point across and resonates, resonates deeply. Like I'm just looking at these, their whole life is about finding ways to release their awareness. I mean, it just resonates so much. Anyway, if you're a quad right, or you're just interested in this kind of stuff, or you, you know, are in any type of relationship with someone who's quad right, that article might be, might be helpful. One of the most important personal care products that I recommend people switch to non-toxic first is their deodorant. And I have tried so many non-toxic deodorants and I know how difficult it can be to find one that really works. And that is why I am obsessed with Native. I have been using Native deodorant for a few years and this is the best clean deodorant out there, which is why I am so excited to have Native as today's sponsor. I recommend this deodorant to everyone I know. It is filled with ingredients found in nature, like coconut oil for its antimicrobial properties, shea butter for moisturizing and tapioca starch to absorb any wetness. It's formulated without any aluminum, parabens, and talc, which can clog your sweat glands and actually keep you from sweating. And it comes in so many different scents for both men and women. There's something for everyone. Plus they release new limited edition seasonal scents throughout the year. They also have an unscented formula if you don't want a scent and they have a baking soda free formula if you have any sensitivities. It's never tested on animals and they also have a plastic free deodorant. If you're looking to cut down on your plastic consumption, they offer plastic free packaging that is made from paperboard and ships in a 100% recycled paper mailer. 
I personally am using the baking soda free formula with the coconut and vanilla scent. I also love the cucumber and mint. That's the one that my partner is using right now. And this is the best deodorant I've ever used. It doesn't cause me any irritation and I have a history of getting irritation from different deodorants so I don't get any irritation. It holds up all day living in SoCal in San Diego. I use this in LA when it was really hot. This has held up all day when I've been in Arizona and Utah. I'm thinking of places I've been recently and it always stays up all day which is so impressive and I love that the scent is super light so it's there but it's not overpowering. I'm pretty sensitive to scents. They're totally natural scented with essential oils. I just cannot say enough great things about this deodorant. I recommend it to everyone. So if you haven't tried it out yet, then I think this is your sign. There's really no risk to trying. Native offers free shipping and 30-day returns and exchanges in the U.S. So if you want to try Native out for 20% off your first purchase, visit nativedo.com slash Christina or use my code Christina at checkout. That's nativedo.com, N-A-T, I-V-E-D-E-O dot com slash Christina, C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-A, or use my code Christina for 20% off your first order at checkout. The reason why I'm bringing this up is just kind of interesting information, might be helpful for you, but I'm in this phase where I am being really called to like restructure everything pretty drastically. And my guides were like, you need to look at this. And like they were like highlighting things. So I often get messages this way where they'll bring me to an email or a book or an article or something and I'll just see certain lines psychically highlighted on the page or even sometimes words and then you put the all the words together and it makes a sentence, super cool. Anyway, they were saying like this is what we want you to start really living in alignment with. So then I take a step back and I think, okay, let me like really think about how I structure and run my life and my business and relationships. And I feel like I've made so much progress in the last few years, but to fully, fully live in alignment with my, with my quad rightness is like just a whole other level. And to be honest, I mean, I, I feel like I know a lot of people who live more like this, but I'm not sure I know anyone who I think I would think of as like, you're like totally just in the flow of everything, but I'm up for a challenge and I want to explore this more. And you know, I, t- I take the guidance. So my team and I have been just exploring this and how do we shift things. And if you're in any of my containers, you've probably seen that I've made some shifts to, to help me release any hard deadlines. And it has allowed me to be so much more inspired when I stopped deciding like how often I would post certain things, creating this amount of content, like everywhere where I was trying to stick to posting here this number of times a week and here every day and whatever it was, it was kind of just drowning my creativity and blocking me from fully acting on my inspiration. And as soon as I removed a lot of those goals for how much content to put out or, um, you know, even within some of my my containers, like, oh, we're going to get this amount of content per week. And I took that away and I was like nervous. I had so much more inspiration and actually so much more energy and was making even more content because there was just so much flowing through me. And so I just see how that really opens up my creative channel. Anyway, the very last place that we hadn't really shifted anything was with the podcast itself. And so now I'm at the point where we're going to make that shift, which I kind of just had to make sure was cool logistically because 
you know, I work with Soulfire to produce the show with all of the other platforms that I post content regularly, you know, YouTube and Instagram and TikTok kind of, <laughs> um, and within different offerings I have, I had already let go of the regular, anything that was quote unquote regular or structured. And now at the podcast, I am going to let myself flow as well. So I'm going to announce this in probably the next few podcasts in case people are confused, but you have been getting podcasts from me every Monday for the last almost six years. If you've been here since the beginning, which it's so wild to me to think about that, like that, that's something that I've showed up consistently to every single week for so many years, the time has flown and been a lot of fun and it's going to continue to be a lot of fun. It just might not be every single Monday. So the announcement is instead of episodes always being Mondays and Thursdays, they might just be on different days. And the way I'm going to do this is when I feel inspired, I'm going to podcast and it will go up as soon as it's ready to go. And we're just going to go with the flow of it. So you'll still be getting one to two episodes a week, most likely, or maybe if there aren't any one week, maybe there'll be three or four the next. I'm still going to have the same amount of content, but it's just going to be on a not as regular schedule. So if you're subscribed, you'll get notifications when I post new episodes. And who knows, maybe my flow, maybe I'm just so in the routine that it's just still going to come out of me Mondays and Thursdays. But that's my update. Very simple. And I gave a long-winded explanation because I felt like the backstory might be relevant in other ways to some of you of just letting yourself embrace more of that flow and and exploring where have I locked in that I have to do something every single week because I still, you know, I love podcasting so much. It's one of my favorite things, but you know, making sure that there is a piece of content every Monday and Thursday kind of has been screwing with my creativity flow because if I don't feel inspired by something then I have to like think about it more and just always turns out better when I'm fully in the flow. So a very simple shift for the podcast shouldn't affect you too much. If you're subscribed, you'll still see all of the episodes and there will still be plenty of fun content. And I have a lot of really fun stuff coming. I have some really exciting interviews coming up that I'm very excited about. So yeah, that's the only change just might not be every Monday and Thursday. So if you don't see an episode on a Monday or Thursday, don't freak out. It's coming. And there's, there's a simple example of application of human design or flow or intuition or living in alignment, whatever it is. So hopefully that all makes sense. And that has nothing to do with what I wanted to talk about today. So (laughs) we're just going to switch gears. But before we do that, I do want to announce the giveaway winner this week. Every other week, I pick a winner to get a free card pull reading from me. It can be about anything you want. Be general. You can have a specific question. And it's really simple to enter. All you have to do is leave a rating and a review for the podcast on iTunes. Take a screenshot and email it to podcast at christinathechannel.com. When you do that, you are entered in the giveaway and then I announce the the winners on the show. Today's winner is Emily Eggers. She said, a treasure trove of wisdom and empowerment. I can't get enough of this podcast. Christina checks all of the boxes when it comes to wellness, spirituality, manifestation, and business. I love her spin on making sense of the universe. 
Listening to her has truly helped me to become more authentically myself. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Emily. That is so kind. And I appreciate that so much. And I love, love, love hearing that this show has helped you become more authentically yourself. That came up for me actually in, I was in my Akashic Records a couple weeks ago and I was kind of doing some work around mission, purpose, and like so much of what drives me and like my purpose is like helping people become confident and fully expressing themselves in whatever way that is, right? So that could be just expression in life that can be through your business, that can be, you know, through your health and your life, being more confident in relationships. So that's a very big compliment. Thank you so much. And Emily, to claim your prize, all you have to do is email podcast at christinathechannel.com. Let us know what you want the card pull to be about, and I will get that to you as soon as I can. And if you want to win a card pull in the future, all you have to do is leave an iTunes rating and review and email it to podcast at christinathechannel.com. And I will also just say thank you to everybody who has left a rating and a review on iTunes. It is the best way to show support for the podcast. I know as a listener, you might not always realize how important it is for podcast hosts to get ratings and reviews, but it is a huge, huge way to help the show grow and help more people find it. And it only takes a second. So You know, that's a simple way also that you can put out some giving energy and that just comes back to you tenfold in terms of receiving. But I'll just give you a little call to action. If there are any podcasts, this one or any others that have really, really helped you, I would invite you to take, you know, a minute to just leave a quick rating and review because I know that it would mean the world to the host. All right, let's dive into the main topic I wanted to discuss today, which is expressing our emotions. And the reason why I wanted to bring this up is because it has been a huge part of my journey with healing, with manifestation, with building my business, with calling in aligned relationships, just expansion in general. Expressing my emotions and like really learning to release them, feel them to begin with has been so, so crucial. And it's really apparent to me that this is something that people aren't used to. Not everyone, right? If you're listening to the show, you're probably a bit more aware of this than other people. But if you just look at the world in general, most people are not really taught or supported in expressing emotion. And there is, I think there's like kind of a lot of shaming around expressing emotion and particularly I'll make a generalization like for women and all the stereotypes about being overly emotional and oh, she's PMSing and all of that bullshit. And I think a lot of that language has made it so that people don't feel safe to express their emotion. And so that's the example for for many women, not everyone, right? But then also for men, right? And men being taught, feeling like it's weak to express emotion. And I feel like as a society, we are very emotionally constipated. And I actually think that's a main reason why people are 
physically constipated as well. So I'm just going to put that out there because <laughs> I think it's something that's very overlooked. But if you are emotionally constipated, I would not be surprised if you have issues with bloating and with constipation. There are a lot of physical health issues that can pop up when we aren't releasing emotion. I mean, that can manifest as things like pain anywhere, acne. So something to keep in mind. But it's really interesting to me because there's such a stark contrast for me and people that I met in my old life. That's what I call it compared to like, I guess my new life, which has had many iterations. Bless you if you've been with me through it. But a really clear changing point for me in my life was when I got really sick when I was 20 and completely changed my life. That's what got me into alternative health. And it just kind of felt like everything from before that point no longer resonated. And then it was a whole different world I was living in after that point. And whenever I'm around people from before that point, I often observe a lot of this, like just language around putting people down who feel their feelings, making fun of people who feel feelings. There is such a big difference in how people communicate and how they express themselves. There is a lot of, oh, that's so corny. That's ridiculous, right? It just makes people not feel safe to feel what they're feeling. And I think that we don't always realize how deeply this can impact us and how deeply this can affect us. And this is one of the main reasons why people struggle with chronic illness and why health issues pop up later on in life. When we are not releasing emotion, that energy gets trapped in the body, that energy gets stored in the body. And a big part of of expansion and healing and moving forward is getting that energy to actually move out, move through. And I've talked about this before on my episode about empaths, but this is such a key piece. If you if you do feel like you really pick up on other people's energy, their emotions, you know, there's a whole conversation around making sure that we have boundaries set up and we we know how to navigate that so that we're not taking on things unnecessarily. But if you know, and I think most people listening to this probably feel this way, like if you feel like I do carry a lot of people's energy and I don't always mean to, having an emotional release practice is is really, really helpful because it's not your job to store that energy for someone else. And also for yourself, we might not realize how many emotions we're just swallowing. Think about any time you felt like you were going to cry and this could go back when you're really young, right? You felt like you were going to cry and you just held back your tears, right? You just like kind of swallowed your tears. Don't let them see you cry, you know? And what happened? Did you later on go and let yourself cry and sob and get it out? Or did you try to just swallow it and move on? And to me, I think that's a really common way that people stay stuck in fight or flight right? If you are running away from something that's really scary, there's a tiger chasing after you, there's a predator chasing after you, you don't have time to have an emotional breakdown and release. You're like, I got to get out of here. But later on, when you are in rest and digest, it's really helpful. All that, all that can move out, move through, let yourself feel your feelings. And I think about, you know, I think breakups, that's a, that's a helpful example. There is a whole population of people who like don't let themselves feel the emotions after a breakup. I mean, there are many who do, but there are actually a lot who who don't. And I think especially with the type of person that I'm typically interacting with, a lot of people who have chronic illness have been in such a fight or flight, a freeze state for a while that they become kind of numb. And I've talked about this before. I actually have a whole post in the Channel Collective about how I like denumbed myself, which was a process over a year or two of 
consistent denumbing work, but I became really numb. And if I think on my life overall, when I was really little, uh, when I was younger, I was super expressive. I was, I was just very expressive and outgoing and loud and very much felt my feelings. And I would like all the time, I would just feel all this energy and I'd go into my room and I just, I put my head in my pillow and I just scream. I didn't even know what it was about. You know, I'd pound on my bed and I would just let myself have my temper tantrum. And then I felt much better. And I knew that was just how to, to get my emotions out. And my mom sometimes would freak out and she'd be upset. Like, why are you having a temper tantrum? Nothing happened. And I didn't know why. I just knew I needed to cry and scream and let it out. But that kind of freaked out my parents. And so when they would say things like, why are you crying? Like, don't cry. You know, you don't need to be upset or like get upset that I would be loud and I would, I'd be screaming into my pillow or they'd just be concerned. The way I internalized a lot of that was, oh, it's not safe for me to feel. And am I going to get in trouble if I express myself? And they, of course, didn't mean it that way. They just were trying to calm me down. A lot of parents also, I mean, most people in general, right, haven't really been taught how to safely express their emotions and feel their emotions because it's a, a larger societal thing of feeling like, let's hold it together, right? Be calm, cool, collected poised. Don't want to be the crazy lady having an emotional outburst. And there is a big difference as a child to experience somebody saying, it's okay, keep crying. You release, do what you need, like being supported and safely releasing that emotion compared to, and it's a very subtle thing like, oh, don't cry. Don't worry. You don't need to cry. Stop crying. You don't need to be upset. It's a really simple example but, you know, when we're kids, we just internalize things uh, so differently than perhaps they're, they're meant to be internalized. And this isn't about blaming anyone. I really believe everybody does the best they can, right, with the tools that they have. But it's just about realizing, okay, where did I learn this? And, oh, I don't actually have to to keep that lesson. That wasn't even really what was intended. And as an adult, I can learn to safely release my emotions. If you're interested in having way more energy during the day, being so much more productive, that means getting better sleep, having deeper sleep. My top recommendation is to get yourself a pair of Blue Blocks blue light blocking glasses. My Blue Blocks have completely changed my sleep. They have helped me balance my hormones. That's a lifestyle thing that a lot of people don't think about. They have helped to improve my mood. I don't get headaches during the day when I wear them. I have more energy. I'm so much more productive. And it all starts with my blue light exposure. I feel like I've really been relearning this lesson in the last few weeks because there have been times when I have been traveling and haven't been as strict about my blue light exposure and I have paid the price the next day. I notice I am so much more tired, cranky, I'm not very productive or energized. And let me tell you, I have tried so many different blue blockers out there, but blue blocks is by far the best. They are 100% backed by science and I am a completely different person when I wear these regularly. I truly cannot live without them, especially with working on a laptop so often. Their Sleep Plus Red Lens is a 100% blue and green light blocking lens for 
when the sun goes down. So if your glasses are orange, you're not blocking the full spectrum of light you would want to be blocking to support your sleep. So I wear my sleep plus red lenses every evening. And then I wear the blue light clear lens during the day. The blue light daytime glasses prevent any migraines, headaches, or digital eye strain. And I notice a huge difference if I forget to wear these. And if you want the added benefits of color therapy, check out their summer glow yellow lenses. These are also for daytime use, but they combine color therapy with the blue light blocking that can help if you struggle with any symptoms of seasonal depression as well. I get so many compliments on my blue blocks. I have a few different pairs. They have about 20 different frames to choose from, so you will definitely find some that you like. They also have a custom-made prescription service and they have a service where you can send in your own frames for them to be turned into blue blocks. Not only is this an investment in your health that will pay itself back a gazillion times over, but you're also giving back. So every time they sell a pair of blue blocks, blue blocks will then donate a pair of reading glasses to restoring vision to gift them to someone in need. So if you're ready to change your sleep game, check out blue blocks, blue light blocking glasses. They have changed my life. Plus their remedy sleep mask, the best sleep mask ever. You will be obsessed. Head to blueblocks.com to check out all of their different glasses. That's spelled B-L-U-B-L-O-X.com. And you can get 15% off if you use my code Christina, C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-A. And I'm excited to see a Blue Blocks selfie. Tag me on Instagram so I can see which frames you got. I would really like to normalize healthy emotional release because when there isn't healthy emotional release, it just stores up inside of you and you eventually implode or explode. And this can manifest as health issues, but this can also manifest as, you know, just these insane emotional outbursts. You feel like your whole life is falling apart, but the energy is just stuck in your body. And this is going to affect your ability to, to expand, to manifest your magnetism. We want that energy to just keep flowing through. And we don't need to hold on to a lot of these emotions that maybe aren't serving us for a long period of time. And this is stuff that most people just aren't even aware that they're even holding on to. I know that was true for me. But going back to, okay, I was a very expressive child. Like I had a lot of people around me all the time. So many adults, family, friends, teachers saying that I was, oh, she's so expressive or she's dramatic. She should be in drama club. She's a lot, right? I was a very outgoing, like very opinionated child. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and very unapologetic for it. But over time, a lot of that negative feedback, it started off as just like, oh yeah, she's, she's expressive. Oh yeah. You know, she's an opinionated little one to over time. It was, she's a lot, she's too much. She's being overly dramatic. And that made me feel really shitty about myself. So then I started to learn to dull it down because I didn't want to upset people. And I was triggering a lot of things for people as well, of course. There's all that going on. Anyway, I'm just explaining, right? Things that you learn as you're as you're growing up. Me as an example. At the same time, I was going through just a lot of different experiences in my life that kind of hardened me up where I felt like I had to be the strong one. I had to be the strength and I had to mature at a really young age uh, for like what felt like in my body survival. You know, in my body, it felt like in order for me to survive, I have to be strong. I need to toughen up. I need to mature. I don't have time to feel my emotions. And also feeling my emotions, I was learning in many different ways was something that people would use against me, was perceived as a weakness. And then, you know, I'm going through middle school and high school and 
kids can be mean and bullies. And I started to learn, you know, if I let them see my emotion, it is going to be used against me or that it wasn't safe. You know, I didn't want to get my heart stomped on because it had been stomped on so many times. It's all of these things that add together and just start to make you feel like I just want to be quiet. I'm not going to express my emotions. I'm going to keep it all inside. And through that, honestly, I felt like I kept losing myself more and more. I was also dealing with like really intense anxiety and depression and so much sadness and was really keeping it all inside because I didn't feel like I could get support. I didn't know what to do with it. I felt like people would get upset with me anytime I showed emotion. I didn't know how to explain it. I didn't have the tools to to verbalize or understand what was going on. So I'm feeling all that so intensely, keeping it inside, just getting more and more emotionally constipated. And then in college, when I came down with chronic illness, you know, that there was like a year of my life that just felt like a black hole of just being in the hospital, like every day, going to all these doctors, um, you know, being told you're going to die, like losing all my friends, dropping out of school. It was a whole thing and super emotional for me. And it felt like every single day of my life, I was sobbing so intensely that at a certain point, I felt like I just kind of dried up. Like I just had no more tears. And I also got to a point where I was like, I have to fight for myself right now and figure this out. And so I don't have time to be emotional because I need to get through this to survive. And it was really after that part of my life where the numbness came in. And I know a lot of people have expressed to me who are in my community that they have dealt with that feeling of numbness as well. But I just felt like I couldn't really feel anything. Like I couldn't feel extreme happiness. And I also couldn't feel sadness. I was just kind of neutral all all the time. And to be honest, feeling neutral felt way better than I had felt for most of my life. Like it was just fine. But again, I wasn't able to experience that full range of emotions. And I wanted to feel that that happiness as well. And I wanted to feel again. I wanted to enjoy. I didn't want to be neutral, but it took me a long time to really denumb. And I did a lot of energy healing. I did so much energy healing. I did a lot of therapy. I did a lot of brain rewiring. I worked with a lot of coaches. I had a lot of very intense sessions and and it was a period of time to get me to like crack open. And when I started to crack open again and really denumb, I mean, it was just like the floodgates opened up and I was having these very intense um, experiences of emotional release and like literally feeling like my whole body was going to break because so much had been stored over time, but it wasn't just what had been stored over the last few years. It was also everything that I had suppressed from a young age. And I would have flashbacks to like different memories that I had forgotten about just throughout my life. Like literally from when I was two years old on different, different periods where I felt such intense emotion and I would just be frozen there and I could feel it bubbling up in my body. I could feel myself wanting to cry and sob, but I wouldn't let myself and I would just swallow it and keep it inside. And it was a long process of just letting that come up whenever it came up. And it made no sense to me when it came up, didn't really matter. But I just had to let my body, when it finally started to feel again, like I had to just let my body feel it so it could release it. And I realized how much had been stored. And after that, I really started to understand. And then also, you know, through doing 
a lot more energy healing and intuitive work and really becoming more energetically aware, focusing on energetic maintenance, I realized the importance like for me to feel my best every single day, having a regular emotional release practice. And it just became a really normal part of my life. And I have since come to realize that so many people, it's interesting for me, like what if it comes up or even like, you know, in my relationship, like how other people haven't seen that. And for there are different people who feel when they when they see that emotional release, it actually triggers them from different things in their childhood. Right. And so this will come up in in client calls a lot where we start to realize like, you know, they'll they'll realize I push away. Like I don't like when other people express emotionally because when I was little, that meant like my mom, my dad was going to blow up and I didn't feel safe as a kid. So then we just push away emotion altogether and we don't want to feel weak. But here's the thing. Emotions are our greatest strength. Emotions are the secret to amplifying your manifestation practice. Releasing emotions is like one of the most important parts of a healing process. And most people don't even understand how, how far that goes. So people will be like, yeah, I cried. And I can tell I'm like, no, you didn't really. Like, let yourself have a full meltdown. And so what do I mean by like a healthy emotional release? Again, it's so key to just release any judgment around it because people judge themselves all the time. But when you are in a safe space with just yourself, right, there are so many different things you can, you can do to release emotions. And I'll say the first thing is when you feel a lot of intense emotions bubbling up, that's a great time to like, go to a safe space for you. You know, if I feel that coming up, I will like go into my room and give myself that freedom to just release whatever my emotions are. So I'm not spewing them on anyone else. And sometimes that is I'm screaming into a pillow. That is I am, you know, punching my bed. That is intensely dancing it out, blasting music and dancing it out. That is maybe writing a letter, just writing a letter and letting myself sob and cry. That can be, you know, sitting in the bath or sitting down in the shower and just letting myself sob. And I don't even know why. Really feeling it in your body and like pairing that with movement is super helpful, right? We want to move the physical body to help get that emotion out. Lion's breath, breathing, breath work, that is super helpful. And you'd be surprised like how much it can help to just scream a really solid fuck you, like really loud. And, you know, before COVID, I used to do a retreat every year. And one of my favorite parts was we would have this, I don't even know what to call it, but this huge emotional release ceremony, essentially. And that was like a life-changing experience for all of the women who went through that. And everybody's just like sobbing and you can feel the energy in the room. And for so many of them, they're like, I've literally never let myself like go that far, go that deep. And you know what? I think it's so healthy to do that. And I think it's really important that we take responsibility for doing that for ourselves so that that doesn't come out in unhealthy ways so that we don't misdirect that to someone else. Because if you are getting randomly triggered by people on social media or getting upset with your partner all the time or getting annoyed with your friends, you just feel that you're irritable or you're really sad and that might be impacting the relationships around you. Let's like clear our slate first and make sure that we're we're getting out everything we can on our own in a healthy way so that we are not energy vomiting on other people. Because if that emotion needs to get out, it is going to find a way. And that might cause you to be like, you know, unintentionally snippy towards someone or rude to someone. It's got to get out somehow. So we might as well get ahead of it. Right. I think this is why, you know, exercise, for example, like 
I talked about dance just because that's one of my favorite forms of emotional release. I think it just gets you more in your body. Exercise can be used for this as well, right? Exercise um, is so helpful in a number of ways to support the physical body and in stress release in, in a number of ways, but like getting the physical body involved. And I would say, you know, not all exercise I think is effective for emotional release. Like to me, it needs to be intentional. So if you go into an exercise session, you're like, I'm going to run this out or I'm going to like lift this super heavy weight, you know, safely, of course, all of that. Like, but it needs to be intentional. If you're just like doing it to do it as part of your normal routine, it's the intention. That's everything of like, I'm going to get this energy out of me that is making me upset, or I'm just feeling really intensely. I'm going to give this a safe space, a safe way to move through me. So it doesn't have to control me. And, you know, it goes back to feel to heal, which is so true. And so many people think that they're feeling and they're not actually letting themselves feel the depths of their feelings. And this is where your magic is. And I will tell you, anytime I've been in that deep emotional state, like when I let myself feel my emotions so intensely, that's the same place I go to ask for things. And that is how I manifest so quickly. It is that passion. It is that passion that really brings things to you so quickly, so strongly. But I can't tap into that if I'm not used to letting myself go there and letting myself feel so deeply. And I'll also add, because this comes up with a lot of my clients too, if you're struggling with orgasms, I would start with emotional release. And sometimes the other way around, right? Sometimes, you know, if you just work on orgasms, you can masturbate, you can be with your partner, whatever. Sometimes that helps people just like tap into that, that feeling, that full expression. And sometimes it's the other way around. So, you know, I've had a number of clients who have struggled and they feel like they can't orgasm. And so sometimes if we just start with feeling your feelings and letting yourself have that emotional breakdown that you are avoiding because you think that makes you feel weak or that's too much or it's not safe, you're safe. You're safe to feel. And anywhere where you don't feel safe to feel probably uh, is not the right space to be. But I really think there are so many grumpy people walking around. So many people who get so triggered. like triggered so easily, so upset, or they're just sad all the time. They're resentful. And I just wonder, you know, how much of that would start to shift if people learn to have their own healthy emotional release practice where they are safe in their own homes by themselves, not affecting anyone around them and just letting themselves cry it out, scream it out, dance hard, whatever it is. And then they can like let it out and they're like, whoa, I feel so much better. You know that feeling after you cry, like you're just crying or like heaving, ugly cry, sob, I have no breath in me. And it feels so like just like so much happening. And then at the end, you just kind of run out and you stop and you're like, oh, okay, got it out. But then you feel so much better. I'm not saying you need to have a heaving, crying session every single day. But my point is letting yourself feel your emotions is so, so powerful. And if you are feeling stuck in your life, I would think about where's energy stuck in my body. If you're feeling stuck and you're not calling in what you want to call in, you're not attracting what you want to attract in, you're not, you're not healing, right? If you feel stuck with healing, if you feel like you're not attracting in clients, if you feel like your relationships feel a little bit sticky, if you feel like, why am I so testy? Even though you might not admit that to other people. What if you gave yourself two to three hours this weekend that are just for you and you're totally by yourself. No one's around. No one's going to judge you. You crank up some music that puts you in your feels 
and you just let your body move however it needs to move. And then you sit down, maybe you write a letter, you let yourself feel the feelings, you read it out loud. Maybe you just sit there and you start to think about all the things that have hurt you or upset you or things that you're sad about, that you're stressed about. And you just let yourself fully feel it in your body. You notice, where do I feel this in my body? And you just sit with that and let whatever needs to come up, come up. And sometimes it takes some time, but it is, it's so worth it. And once you get out like, anything that's been stuck there for a while, then emotional release can just look like, you know, for me, it's like every day, I just take a couple minutes to tune into how I'm feeling. And sometimes I just need to feel a feeling. I need to just let myself get my frustration out or maybe I'm crying about something. And I often don't even know what it is. Like I do that a lot just with things I've picked up from clients or for the collective. And I just let it move through and I don't judge it. And then it doesn't take that long. I've let myself feel it. And then I feel released. I feel better. And then I can move on with my day. And I'm not carrying that energy unconsciously and spreading it to other people. And it's gotten to a point now where I know, you know, if I have something come up, which isn't that often, thankfully, but it's like, if I have something come up and I feel that feeling in my body, I'm like, okay, I know what I need to do right now. I need to like write it out on a piece of paper. I need to let myself go cry and then I can feel better about it. And that's actually a strength. And If you are someone who has doled down your emotions because you've been told it's too much or too dramatic or your feelings have been used against you in any way, that in itself could be something that you sit down and let yourself emotionally release about. So I wanted to share this because I think it's a big piece of the puzzle that's missing for a lot of people. And I really think we need to start to normalize people just feeling their feelings and expressing themselves. and. So many people are blocked with feeling real joy, (laughs) feeling gratitude. You know, I've talked about, like I posted this on Instagram a couple weeks ago, but I will randomly just like start crying out of gratitude, out of happiness. And I love it. And it's that, it's that depth of emotion, like crying from gratitude for just life and existing and everything I have. That frequency is so powerful and magnetizes so much more of that frequency straight to me. And that's so much more potent than me just saying, I'm grateful for this. There's a difference between saying, I'm grateful for this, I'm happy, and feeling that in your body and vibrating, vibrating with that energy. And whatever feeling you want to attract more of in your life, radiate that energy out. And part of radiating that energy out is also feeling the other stuff. It's really passion that pulls so much to us. It just makes you a really strong magnet. It's not about being positive all the time. You don't have to be positive all the time and happy all the time to be a really strong manifester. In fact, I think that can actually block a lot of people and have them bypass a lot of their emotions. Feel your feelings. Feel them. Feel them deeply. That is your superpower. So if this resonated with you, share it on social media and tag me, Christina, the channel. I appreciate you so much. I invite you to have a safe, healthy emotional release with you by yourself or perhaps you know if you need help with this there are so many incredible healers who can support you in that as well i hope this was a helpful reminder for you today thank you so much for listening i'm sending you lots and lots of love and i will chat with you next episode